there, this is Mark Kumar in this podcast where I'm going to be talking to another amazing entrepreneur who literally took the plunge of becoming, get ready for this, a podcaster, literally, yes, a podcaster. He has a very unique story compared to a regular person who has to worry about, hey, what kind of mic should I use or what kind of wire do I need for my mic or and some basic stuff that you may think like that's important. However, when you listen to Mitch's story as to how he goes about recording a podcast, you're going to be truly blown away and you're going to think all the problems that you potentially have are pointless. And I do mean that with seriousness, is pointless. Think about what kind of mic you want, wire, and stuff like that. That is not even nearly anything compared to what he does to record his pod audio. And he is truly dedicated. When you listen to some of the stuff he's going to be talking about in here, what he does to record his podcast in terms of how far he actually physically travel. Like one of the stories you're going to hear in here is that where he went to a location, he took the physically went to a train station, I took a train and in a remote location where he got to the person's house, then he had to wait 12 hours to come back, wait for the train to come back so he can get back home. I mean, think about it. the amount of dedication Mitch has put through uh, about becoming a podcaster is truly, truly amazing. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Mitch here, who's going to be sharing all the amazing stuff that he has been through on his podcasting journey that has led to him to be where he is now and all the secret tips and techniques that you can use what he has used to speed up your podcasting career if you're becoming a podcaster or if you're ever thinking about becoming a podcaster well i think you should really become a podcast because you're listening to the show this show is pretty amazing (laughs) anyway so without any further ado i welcome mitch to our show Hey everyone, so my name is Mitchell Howell and I uh, just recently started my own podcast. I live in Wasilla, Alaska, which is a very small town, most people would call it a village, but a small town about 40 minutes north of Anchorage and just recently launched my podcast and I've had quite the experience um, living up here. We do not have fiber optic internet, we barely have 4G service is very hit and miss and I've had to learn how to overcome and adapt to those while also wanting to keep authentic to my podcast only being Alaska based and being able to interview people is not easy as up here you literally have to go by train boat plane um, snowmobiles sled dogs to get to some of these people and it's been quite a unique journey to say. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm tr- I know if people who are listening to this, they think they have some challenges. Like, oh, what kind of mic should I get? And what kind of computer should I get? But the little thing what they don't think about, like in your circumstances, like how do I get to another location where the internet is not the greatest thing? So you physically have to go somewhere else and travel and then take the train, buses, whatever the case might be, and then go record it. So that's just a unique concept. I, I personally have never thought about that from point of view. So let me ask you this, Mitch. How did you even thought about starting a podcast? Like what triggered that thought in your mind? Like, hey, I should start this. Like what inspired you to do that? Yeah, no, I was uh, working up on the North Slope. I was actually working in a kitchen um, two miles out on a man-made island uh, two miles out in the middle of the Arctic Ocean and I worked 12-hour shifts overnight and you can only listen to so much music so I got really into listening to podcasts and being a chef I could not find any food-based podcasts that I like and I had a lot of free time on my hands on my off time so I started just kind of looking into making my own podcast so I could find something that I liked more than chefs based out of new york chicago la the big cities 
So question is that the next person, the question that could be like, if you want to start a podcast, how do you go about picking a topic that you can create a podcast? It's like creating a website or another business. Like how did you go about saying, Hey, I want to create a podcast about cooking rather than anything else that's out there. Well, I kind of looked at a few different ideas because I'm very passionate, um, history buff and, um, war crimes and stuff like that. But after doing a little research on and seeing the amount of time it takes to do research to produce a podcast like that, I, I realized that was not in my practical time scale. So I started thinking about, well, I'm a cook. People like uh, cooking shows, Food Network's huge. So I just kind of started writing down ideas of how I'd want to do a cooking show podcast. Because obviously you can't cook a steak on audio and have the same effect as TV. So it was kind of <laughs> just breaking down and figuring Absolutely. out exactly which market I want to hit. And then that's right. when I kind of realized there was nothing based in Alaska. Uh -huh. And there's so many unique stories up here of people that's either born and raised up here or came up here on their own that I figured it would be as a chef, it'd be a great way for me to network with local food and beverage makers and at the same time give them a chance to really tell their stories because we have more tourists come in this next few years than the state has population so okay. figured kill two birds with one stone absolutely absolutely uh, like uh, i wish there was a way that you can actually smell the amazing <laughs> cooking thing through the audio that'd be like oh my god i'll be so hooked because i absolutely love cooking and enjoying different kind of food so what's your favorite kind of food seafood seafood like anything in particular or fish uh, uh, shrimp? i'm a big right now i've been really big into the last couple of years of learning as much as i can about sushi oh, and okay. different techniques and stuff but living up here in alaska i mean we have the most fresh abundant seafood at our back door if you if you're buying it from a major store then you're doing something wrong in your life <laughs> well well if people who don't live in where you are we have the liberty you know oh well, yeah no i'm saying if you're living <laughs> right, in alaska right, right absolutely absolutely cool so let me uh so how i know you figured out how to go about picking your industry or your niche but talk, walk us through when you were actually thinking about it one number two and what did you do to prepare for your very first podcast like were you really nervous what was what was some of the things that were going through your mind i'm just curious yeah so one, once i kind of figured out what i wanted to do i started putting a list together of everyone i know uh every chef restaurateur and any business i could i just got on facebook instagram and started looking up food or beverages in Alaska, kind of started putting a list together and then uh, made the classic Google mistake of going on and trying to read how to do, put this all together between Google and YouTube and just got so overwhelmed. Wow. Um, yeah, information, a, information overload. Yeah. Everybody goes through that process. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, cause I have no budget. I got a, a young family. So my budget was very minimal. Right. And everything they're showing me was $200 mic here, $500 for this. And it just got very overwhelming. And I actually joined a Facebook group that is uh, dedicated to launching podcasts in 28 days and started following along with that. And um, to save on budget, I just started going to used music stores and uh, pawn shops to get the equipment I needed and got my setup going and then it was time for that first interview okay so walk us through like when you got all your equipment done like like okay i got my equipment i know what niche i'm gonna go and then next part is like set up for that first interview what process did you go through like how did you land that or did you just say i'm just gonna go get my next friend because no mostly it's what people do right they want to go to their friend whoever that might be when a different who is in the same industry like hey let me practice on you like kind of thing you know so how did you go about creating yeah your so first, um, first interview? i i reached out to a chef that i've previously worked with mm -hmm. and she uh down in her area in southeast alaska she's pretty well known so i reached out and set up an interview with her and then i also reached out to a business i didn't know 
and set up an interview for the same day with them. Okay. Um, that way, because it, to me, it was actually seemed weirder interviewing somebody in a formal way that I'm friends with. Okay. And that was, I got more nervous on that interview than I did with just reaching out to a stranger because I don't know them. They don't know me. So we were able to banter about kind of getting to know each other oh, okay. over somebody I already know where I have to watch for like inside jokes that the audience ain't going to be able to get. Right. And it's just, I guess getting on a different level personal with them compared to when I'm working with them, if that makes right. any sense. Yep. Absolutely. Sometimes when you are in the same industry, you know, already in this and out, depending on which level you are, like, I already know what this person going to say. So I know the joke, right? I get it. So, but as compared, if you go to a different industry, like, I don't know what that means, but can you help it explain? So you also, at the same time, you learn a whole lot on other things, you know, new knowledge, new networking, and I'll get that. Right. Cool. All right. So, so how did the first interview go with the different industry? Let's just say when you were, what, like, what kind of questions did you ask them? Or it's kind of a natural kind of flow of a conversation? Yeah, so uh, my first interview with somebody I didn't know was actually a um, brew house here in Alaska. Uh -huh. And I, I, I know about much beer as how much it costs and how to open and drink it. <laughs> so it was, a, okay. it was a pretty new market for me. And at first, I... I pre-wrote i spent like two days writing a whole list of questions i wanted to ask and structuring it a hundred times in my head and i got there and i kind of froze up and stumbled oh, wow. at first and how to kind of do that mental reset and then just kind of started talking with them and just letting the conversation flow more than trying to dictate it by my questions okay so do you feel like now that you have a few podcasts in, in your, under your belt, so do you feel like having a structure is more a way to go as compared to just having a natural conversation like you're having with your friends, like we are having? I, I'm a bullet point person. I've realized that's kind of work, what works best for me okay. is I'll kind of write like three or four bullet points that I want to make sure that we talk about during the interview but kind of start with my first bullet point, let the conversation flow a little bit, and then just kind of nudge back over to hit the other bullet points. Okay. But I, I found for me, it works a lot better just to kind of have the bullet points and let the rest of the conversation just kind of develop as it does. Cause that's where I've learned a lot more about industries. I've been in kitchens for 10 years and I've learned more through just that flow of people wanting to get so excited about what they do and share it with people. Right. that you learn a lot more all right so how do you how do you like like for example when you have a conversation with somebody like it gets like really interesting the energy level goes all over the place how do you control the energy level bring it back to where like okay let's focus on this because sometimes you know when you have a conversation with somebody else you go off tangent like i don't know if that ever happened to you it happened to me a couple of times like, okay, let's bring it back let's bring it back to the same topic that we're discussing um, yeah, so I've had that happen a couple times and, okay. uh, that's where I've, I've kind of just let it go. Let them just run wild with it. Okay. Until, uh, they present an opportunity to bring it back and mm -hmm. then clean it up in post post audio because sometimes there's great little one singers or that off tangent topic. You can clip, take an audio clip of that and use it for a great teaser trailer or okay. something like that. So I just hit record and where, where the wind blows, the wind blows and we just kind of roll with it until they present an opportunity. Then I'll kind of use the, Oh yeah. So now that you told me about X, Y, Z, let's talk right. about ABC. Uh, okay. That's a nice little transition. They're like, Oh, let's go back. Kind of thing. <laughs> All right, cool. Because so, one thing chefs are very, chefs or anyone that does anything with food are very passionate people and right. it, it can very easily get sidetracked, especially when we start comparing kitchen war stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm, like, I'm not a chef per se, but I like cooking. So I'm like, I know when I start talking about food or talking to somebody else, like I get off topic, like all over the place, like, dude, come back. <laughs> so I can understand that. All right, cool. So tell us a little bit about like so far all the podcasting that you have done. What was one of the most challenging one 
that you have done, you're like, oh my God, I couldn't believe, I can't believe I did that, like kind of thing. Or that one that was like so unique that you will never forget. Yeah, so um, there was, uh, I, I, I worked a summer on the Alaska Railroad as a, um, a dining manager. Okay. And I met a lady that lives just north of Talkeetna. And she is very old school. She lives off the land. I don't even think she has power out where she lives. And so wait, hang, 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 hang on, hang on one second. Just so everybody else who's listening to it, they may not have the same understanding. Like where you are, you physically go to someone else's location rather than what we're doing right here, where it's like oral. Like, uh, so uh, I kind of do both depending on if they're okay. in the mainland Alaska, I try okay. to go and visit them. Okay. Um, now, southeast, when you get down to the islands, there's no road systems connecting Alaska past Haines, I believe is the lowest point you can go. Okay. So you have to take a ferry or a boat, I mean, a ferry or a plane out there. And um, I'm scheduling trips this summer to interview them, but I do do some video or audio uh recordings with them but for the most part i try to get down and go visit the person in their their work location to be able to give the listeners a feel of what it's like to really be there and what they're dude, going through dude i just have to say this has off to you you are truly dedicated to this thing like you physically going to another location carrying all your equipment just so you could record this great content definitely has off to you so if you're in a board be like you may not have the greatest wi-fi or you may not have the greatest internet not just you per se but the person who you want to interview then you will have to make a pro a progress step for lack of a better word where you go to someone else's location so i just want to make sure people who are listening to like just so they understand the the amount of dedication that you put into your podcast is outstanding i have never up until now known anybody who just goes to a different location just so because you want to create a greater content for your audience that's like that's amazing yeah and you know being up here it's obviously i can connect with people through facebook and right instagram but a lot of people up here still don't really trust instagram and facebook so when if i don't know them personally and i just send out a message telling them about my podcast i'll send them a link and a lot of times i won't hear something back from them because they really don't know what what a podcast is and who i am so um my i have uh three days off a week and i've been known just to uh pack up my equipment into my bag and I'll just drive around uh, and stop at businesses and try to talk to people. And that's really the, the biggest way I've landed some of my uh, bigger interviews with companies up here is just pulling in and going in. Cause I figure the worst they can do is tell me no. And, but they'll at least know the name of my podcast and nine out of 10 chances they're going to go look it up after I leave. So at least I got one more person to listen and somebody knows who I am. Okay, speak, speaking of your podcast, and what is the name of your podcast that other people who are listening to, they're like, this guy is interesting. I want to know more about this. What is the name of your podcast, and where it can people find it? It is called The 49th it? Meal. We are the 49th state, so it's kind of a play to specifically make it Alaskan. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you, like, how did you come up with that 49th okay, meal? Well, see, in the kitchen world, um, uh, a lot of restaurants, they have what they call the family meal. And okay. that's where front of house, back of the house, they all get together, shovel down a plate of food. That's when all your jokes and everything comes out before you get busy into the rush. So it's kind of a play on being in Alaska and being in the kitchen life. So just called it 49th meal and went with it. Okay, cool. All right, so let's go back to the other story we were talking about where you went into, went to this person's house who was where you had to create your equipment because, you know, you're generous like that. <laughs> <laughs> or a little crazy. <laughs> I'll go with generous. <laughs> And dedicated, <laughs> passionate. There's so many different words. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so uh, when I was working on the train, I started talking with her. And she was telling me about all the different, uh, how she preserves her meats, grows her own vegetables and everything for the wintertime. And 
when we got talking, um, I ended up getting a landline to leave her a message because she has no phones out at her place. And through really awkward communication back and forth with each other, I've scheduled it. I'm actually going to be uh, taking a train ride out to what they call a flag stop. For people who don't know what that is, that is where there's no actual stop. You just tell the conductor you want off here. They'll stop the train. They'll let you off. And 12 hours later, the train will come back. You put out a white flag, and the train will stop and pick you back up. Here is a quick word from our sponsor for this particular podcast. All right, I want to share something really amazing with you. If you have been thinking about getting into podcasts, you should definitely take the plunge and go for it. And if you have been podcasting for a while and your hosting company is giving you a hard time because every time you put out a podcast and you get popular a lot of people listen to it a lot of people want to download it your hosting company tells you hey you need to upgrade to a next available plan in which you have to put out more money out of your pocket and if you're ready to ditch your current hosting company you should definitely check out simple podcast club and the reason why you should check out Simple Podcast Cloud is because they offer everything unlimited. You get unlimited shows. You get unlimited episodes. You get unlimited bandwidth. You get unlimited storage. Everything that you want, they have. And I promise you, once you start using them, you're going to be like so glad that you have made the switch. You definitely check them out. Once again, the company name is SimplePodcastCloud.com. Hey there, how are you doing today? I just want to give you an opportunity to see if your business and services can help our listeners who are entrepreneurs and small business owners who are looking to find ways or products or services which will help them streamline their business by saving them time, money, and more importantly, be more profitable. If that's something your business can offer to our listeners, you definitely get back to me or get in touch with me where I will share with you how you can sponsor the show. You can go to this URL, which is markkumar.com forward slash contact. There, just fill out a little bit of information about yourself and your business, and we'll see if you and I are a perfect fit for this podcast. If you, we are a good connect, then you could definitely sponsor this. And I hope to talk to you soon. Take care. Now back to your podcast. That's how I'm, remote this place is. I, and, I am uh, at this very point in speech that if you can see my face is wide open, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, last week, the last, uh, the last passenger train service that does flag stop. It, it's a really cool service they, they do. And, uh, yeah, so you just go out there and you can go camping. I took my son camping that way this summer. We uh-huh. just rode the train until we found a, a beautiful bend in the creek and told them to stop. And they dropped us off about 200 yards later. We walked back for – spent three days back there. You just walk out and flag the train down when it comes back through. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I – Wow. <laughs> it's interesting the the old way of life is still very much uh a daily part of people's lives up here and that's what fascinated me was you can't just go to walmart some towns walmart's 12 hours away the nearest grocery store can be eight plus hours so watching everybody make their own food and their beverages and everything like that i was just like how has nobody done this before like this this is my thing. I'm going here. I'm doing this. Right. My exactly. wife looked at me like I was absolutely nuts, and I probably agree with her half the time. Right. But it's such a cool experience to be able to see processes that we take for granted every day. Right. And to Abs- see what it actually takes to make the food that we eat. Right. Wow. Interesting. Like, wow. I, I'm very much speechless at this point but we have to move forward <laughs> so so speaking of the the family concept of it obviously you just say your wife thought was you were crazy when you first started this how does she feel about it now that you have done a few of these things she she's very intrigued we'll, we'll say intrigued is the word okay she uh, she's 
she kind of just let me start kind of running with it a little bit. She was like, okay, this will probably fizzle out like other things he's tried. But right. now that it's kind of gained some traction and we have the chance to take our son around to really remote places, she's definitely getting behind it a little more and uh, starting to help me a lot with uh, different aspects of the audio, the video parts, and starting to get very intrigued by the whole process. Oh, it's kind, of, kind of like a family business, you could say, because your wife yeah. is helping you out and you get to spend time with your son, which is always a positive thing. Yeah, and, and it's family. nice for him to be able to get out. And I mean, he's only six years old, right. so it gives him a chance to really get out and see people working and see real life, what it's really like living up here compared to the cushy city. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but right, I just... Right like to give them the option to to see everything that we would never see anywhere else in the lower 48s right actually explore everything that there is to explore you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's six and he's already got to see a moose and a polar bear in the wild wow okay that's wow okay you i i'm just like speechless like you have left me speechless like i I don't even know what to say (laughs) it's like wow like some some of the things like you said you don't think about it feeling the city like okay whatever but people who don't live in the city they get to experience this and person like myself city boy like holy cow how do you do this like how do you wait for a train 12 hours to come back and hope like hell that you don't miss that train. Then you got to wait another 20, another 12 hours, like 24 hours later for a wait train. I will never wait that long, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was really cool because um, I kind of got started coming up here to Alaska. I lived in Texas where I met my wife. We lived down there and mm-hmm. I came up here for a summer to work in Denali national park. Right. And uh, my wife was diehard Texan. She's originally from Germany, but she loved Texas. Uh-huh. And then uh, she, we kind of talked about moving and stuff. And all suddenly she said, Alaska. And I jumped at it three weeks later. We, I had us housing jobs and we were packed up. <laughs> wow. Cause it, it's my dream to live up here. It, it's not easy. I mean, it's crazy expensive. It's, you got to work 10 times harder for everything, but all right. I, I've absolutely fallen in love with the state and I don't see leaving anytime soon. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm, or me I'm, and listeners I'm a nomad really... too. I'm one of those people. I'm a, I'm a complete nomad, and I think that's what kind of makes the journey a little bit easier for me. Is I get fascinated by the journey to get out and talk to some of these people. Mm-hmm. Is that nomadic side of me? Like, oh, where's this actually going to lead us to? Holy right. crap! How do we get out of here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of nomad mentality, how did you? Go figuring out what topics or what ideas or how do you generate ideas for your podcast? Like, for example, you do an interview here, right? Okay, that's great. Then how do you say, what do I need to do for my next podcast? That will be intriguing and fun. And I'll, first of all, I will enjoy it. And second of all, the people who are listening, they can learn something from it. What is your process for that? A lot of it's uh, networking. Like when I go out and interview somebody I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- after we wrap up the interview and stuff, I, I kind of throw it out there like, oh, hey, do you, uh, since you do this, do you know anyone else that, that would be interested in uh, telling us their story and stuff? And some of it, like during the summertime, it's just getting in the car and just hitting the road and finding something that looks intriguing and stopping talking to people. It's, I, I don't have like a formal process to sit down and try to strategize because then you get so overwhelmed on the perfection factor right. that, I mean, it delayed me for almost two months launching just because I was trying to get everything so perfect. Right. And I realized I needed to treat it just like I do the kitchen. You, you just kind of go with your gut and go with it and hope for the best. Right. Okay. So, okay. So basically you just go out to different businesses, obviously, right? And see, so how did the conversation start? Like people who don't know, like you said, they don't know about podcasting or whatever, right? So how do you go to a business to say, I am a podcaster? And then how does that conversation flow? Help us with that. 
So what I like to do is I, I, I don't hide the fact what I'm there for, but I'll kind of go in and look around like if it's somebody that makes uh, candies. I'll go in and kind of look around and talk to them a little bit about the candy, and then I'll bring it up. Oh, yeah, so, hey, I, I do run a podcast. I don't know if you know what that is, but uh, I, I really like to share stories of Alaskan-based food and beverage businesses. Would you be interested in sitting down tomorrow or sometime and uh, just chatting with us and telling us your story? And a lot of people, at first, I'll kind of get that awkward look, and then um, I offer to I always have at least uh, two, three episodes downloaded on my phone because we don't always have service everywhere. So that right. way I, and I'll just pull it out and start playing it for them and let them hear it. And I would say nine out of 10 times business owners are pretty receptive of it. And those schedules, I've had some of them just, all right, let's sit down and talk. <laughs> and oh, I on the spot. My, yeah. And I oh, always okay. have my backpack with my equipment in it. I just have uh, two little microphones and an interface mm -hmm. that hooks up to my laptop so I can carry everything in a regular backpack so it doesn't look intimidating if I'm just walking through the door with all this equipment. Right. And uh, yeah, a lot of times, and it's sometimes it comes through uh, tapping into the network of people I've already interviewed for the show and using them as a bridge to kind of connect us and just let them freely talk about what their experience was being on the show. Okay. I highly encourage all my guests to reach out to their networks and just let them know about the show and what they thought of being on the show. And I'm just now getting to the point where I have some people messaging me, which okay. is kind of awkward to me. It's a new experience, definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to the one reaching out. Right. And I've learned, especially from being in the kitchen, not to let your ego get in the way. Right. I mean, there's going to be some businesses that just don't quite trust what it is yet. And they're going to tell you no, and you can't right. take it personal. Right. Even if you really want to share their story, you just, you know, tell them, thank you. If you change your mind, here's how to reach me. And I, I, I don't even have, I haven't even got professional business cards made up. A lot of times okay. I'll just write it, write it down for them. Cause to me that might seem more personal than just handing somebody a business card that they're going to put in their wallet or put in another stack and probably never look at again. Gotcha. This okay. way, if they put it in their pocket, when they go to do their laundry, they might look at it again. Okay. That's kind of my, <laughs> my strategy on it. <laughs> okay. So have you, if I put, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, right? So let's say you come to me and I have this wonderful Mark's kitchen where we make like sirloins and chicken sandwiches or blah, 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 whatever. And you come to me like, and then I say as a business person, okay, that's a great idea, but what's in it for me? What do I get out of it? Yeah, that is probably the number one question I hear besides what is a podcast. Right. Those two are probably the number two questions I hear. Um, and, you know, I explained to them that it's, I have listeners that listen from all over the world. I'm connected with uh, different uh, Spotify, Google, everything. And as people come up to Alaska from the 48, lower 48, the first thing they do, a lot of people do is they'll Google search. Mm -hmm. local events and a lot of podcasts will pop up and it's just a chance for them to have some free advertising is what I tell them. Oh, okay. Cause I'm like, it's because if you're a business person like yourself, right? Somebody comes up to you, Hey, can you do this? I'm going to do this for you. You're like, that's great. Wonderful. It's amazing. But what's in it for me? Like everybody is tuned into their own, into their own favorite radio stations, which is W I F M. What's in it for me kind of thing. You know? Yeah. And the biggest thing is, is, I, for people just starting out a podcast, mm -hmm. I know you, you'll read everything online about monetizing it and getting sponsors and ads and everything. Right. And the problem with me is I, I haven't even bothered on with that yet. Right. I've given some of mine free advertising just because a lot of business, small business owners get very iffy because now you sound like a sales pitch. You're trying to sell pitch them. Right into buying advertising. And that's probably one of the biggest hesitants I have 
because a lot of these places up here they can't afford an advertising budget right so i just make it very clear that i'm not trying to sell them anything and let the relationship grow organically if mm -hmm. people start coming in oh hey i heard about you here let them come to me I, i'm not trying to sell them on anything like that yeah right. I think then it takes it from a personal relationship now you're trying to make it a formal business relationship right and i think it's for small business owners who especially aren't familiar with the podcast it will put them on guard right away right absolutely and like you were saying before like when you first started you were reaching out to other people now you're getting messages based on what you just said you create a relationship they trust you then they spread the word out for you so you may not get paid up front but the word of mouth of you getting free advertisement from those businesses where now you are getting messages like, Hey, come interview me kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, one thing I've noticed too, that really a lot of them have really liked is like I said, I'm getting ready to have my launch party and I just put out email, letting them all know everybody I've interviewed so far. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm doing a launch party. And a lot of them are like, Hey, can we send you something for the party? Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it's a lot of just organic people. If they believe you're excited and about it and you're authentic, mm -hmm. other small business owners are going to support you because they know the daily grind. Yeah, we're a lot of us aren't doing this for money, but they know we're grinding just as hard as they are, right? If not harder, because we're not doing it for money. So a lot of them will support you before you have to go ask them. Right. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's incredible i think because you first what they call in the market world like you add value and the people realize that and they see that number one is authentic number two they got benefit from they're like they will have no problem supporting you just by giving whatever they can initially and then later on if you're like hey i'm running this another thing can you finance it Chances yeah. are, chances are more than likely they will because they have trust. They have built this relationship with you. Now they trust you. Anything you say, you're like it's gold, literally, to some degree, of course. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it it really is. I mean, like I've had, um, I had one. They they did their interview, uh, Bear Creek Winery up here in Alaska. The really cool place. They they actually make their own wine in Alaska, hmm. grow their own fruit. It's quite fascinating. Due to the weather, I couldn't get down there in person, but they got so excited uh, about the podcast themselves that they they invited me and my wife to come down during the springtime, stay at the winery, just to tour the winery, and uh, you know I told them we'll throw in some uh, like kind of a mini live episode out of it, mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, that's great, come down and it, these are not cheap cabins to rent out, right. And they're just like, hey, just they brought it to us. Hey, do you guys want to come down this spring and do that? Wow. So, I mean, it, it's a value. It's a win-win for them and for us. Right, actually, yeah. You get a nice vacation and drink a lot of wine, I guess, on the process. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't say no to a good glass of vino. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. I'm really happy for you. Like, and I think uh, one thing, too, for people just starting out their podcast, don't be afraid to swing big, man. Like, when before I even pre-launched, when I was still in the pre-launch phase, just putting episodes together, mm -hmm. I, I seen an ad, ad on Facebook, of all places, for uh, Princess Cruise Ships. I know Princess. I know them well. Okay. And uh, I just, I swung for the fences and I sent out an email to them, letting them know what I was doing. I was making this podcast and stuff. And, you know, I figured nobody's going to read it. Who cares? But right. uh, they've reached back and with kind of some different ideas and offers and stuff. And don't be afraid to, to just swing for the fences because you have nothing to lose but five minutes of your time. Right. And you never know where something big's going to come from. Right. Just because you're a little fish in a big pond doesn't mean you can't splash heavy. Right. Well, that's awesome. The princess research. I'm like, that's wow. <laughs> First yeah, the winery, the uh, second. Before you know, you're going to be getting free cruises and all. <laughs> well, we're talking about possibly doing an episode on their train service up here and on one of the cruise ships up okay. here. And I mean, I'm a little dude. I have like 40 downloads and I'm excited about it. And I still just swung for the fences because. What's the worst they can do? Say no? 
Exactly. I mean, like, so that that's right there speaks volume, 40 downloads, and then the, you reaching out to these wine people, and then you got the cruise people, and then who knows, as the things go progress, obviously, right? You're going to be like, pretty soon getting a free airline ticket or a resort or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's uh, that little bit of crazy part of me or just being who I am, but it's just, you know, the, the worst people can do is tell you no. Exactly. It ain't Never... like if you, you, you tell them about you, they're going to go out and badmouth you just because you wanted to introduce yourself. Right. And I think that's what it is. Some of the fears like people who are first starting out anything more specifically in podcasting, they think like, first of all, I don't know if you ever experienced that when you were first starting out, like uh, why me? Number one, number two, I can't do it. I'm not qualified. Well, how do you get over that? Like, for example, say I come to you as a Mitch, I'm going to start my podcast. So what advice can you give me that say you go from zero to 10, do these things? you'll get there in no time. What advice would you give a new podcaster who's starting to get into it or want to get into it? Yeah, no, um, I, I went through all of those emotions and struggles too. Right. One of the biggest things I would say don't do, don't listen to the big time podcast, like um, the big networks, because they have unlimited budgets. They have top of the line equipment and stuff. So if you're trying to record and play around with your idea and you're listening to that, you're not, your home studio is not going to get that big. So go on to ever what server where you listen to podcasts and look for the small guys and listen to them because it gave me a lot more confidence hearing some mistakes in people's podcasts that editing wasn't a multi-million dollar studio editing job. And it gave me confidence and Biggest thing is just always carry a notebook with you and just write down ideas. You never know which one's going to stick to you for you. And find a good support group is probably my biggest thing. Um, I did that 28-day challenge, and I met a lot of newbie podcasters that were going through all the same things I was. And it was a lot of help meeting accountability strangers, as I call them that I could bounce off my fears and ideas with and get reassured by it because I'm a pretty confident borderline cocky person half the time for no reason. <laughs> That's but, an interesting combination, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it, starting this out, I mean, it, it knocked, there's a few times it knocked me just flat on my butt where I was dealing with a lot of self doubt that I'm not used to dealing with. And it helped having strangers that don't know me that I could bounce ideas and worries off of and knowing that they're going through the same thing too. Right. Yeah. The, you know, there's a favorite saying of mine is like, if you want to move ahead faster, ask the people who are coming back, you know, it's like going yeah. up the hill. Like that's, that's what I believe. Like if you want to get wherever you want to get, ask the people that are already there and, for some reason, when I was going through the, my own process of like, hey, I don't know if I should ask or whatever, because now I'm at a point where like I'm on the top, lack of a better word, right? Of people who are like where I was one time in my career, I am like, ask me anything. I'm going to help you. Like I'm, I want other people to be successful. So that's why anybody who asks me anything, like I will help you. So don't be afraid to ask because you never know. You might get a guy like me, like, I want to help you. What can I do to help you? Like genuinely want to help you. There you know, are plenty of people out there. I, I can say with this podcasting community, being still pretty new to it. Right. I mean, it don't matter if it's a show producer, editors, host, who it is. So many people are willing to reach out and lend your advice and help that it's truly amazing because, I mean, we're not all directly competing with each other, but we're still competing for downloads and stuff like that. Right. But it's, you know, there's still so many people in the podcast community that are willing to help everyone out. I mean, I just, last night, I was up till two o'clock in the morning talking with somebody on some ideas for their podcast that, honestly, I had no clue about the topic, Right. but just kind of sharing with them uh, my ideas for them and kind of, you know, we we're just sounding off with each other. It's amazing 
how many even the big podcasters are willing to just reach out and talk to people right that's what i'm saying like if you are people who are listening to this you think about starting all podcasts listen to mitch listen to me and then Oh, what we advise you to do is like, just do it, man. Simple as that. Because sometimes we all get into the point where like you think, you think, you think, you think, you think, you think. And then you forget the most important part, which is taking actions. You know? Yes. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> like everybody who is successful at this point in their life, they're like the f- number one advice they can give you is just take massive, massive, massive amount of action. Like have a... S- Spend like 10% on brainstorming, 90% taking action. Would you agree with that or what's your methodology on that? I would agree at 110% on that. And it, just hit record and just start talking, even if you're rambling. Just right. start talking because you'll, you'll find that diamond in the rough through all your rambling. Right. So speaking of recording, like if I'm starting out, right, Mitch, so what – how do I go about recording my very first podcast? Do I need to get like a fancy, fancy uh, mic or can I use my just cell phone just to record to see how this thing works or how does that work? Just use your cell phone. I mean, most of them have uh, voice memos or uh, some type of app that you can record in mm-hmm. and just start recording your ideas down. Just take, if you're uncomfortable sitting down and recording 15 minutes, just start out just taking little notes with it to get used to it and for people starting out don't go out and spend four or five six hundred dollars on mics and all that no just if you really want the microphone find find your cheapest bet check with your pawn shops use music stores i probably my whole initial my first setup i probably had less than 30 30 to 50 dollars worth of equipment and it was just because i was I wanted to uh, just start recording. That's the biggest thing, like you said, just record. Don't get bogged down in the what ifs. Oh, I need this, I need that. Uh, a good If you are using your phone, I recommend getting a pair of headphones with a mic on them. Okay. That you, just the cheap set that you can at least plug into your phone and just get used to the idea of talking into to it like that. I mean, that that's a great point. Like you just say, if 50 bucks you could just spend on it, you get yourself a good working first uh, mic uh, podcast setup. Like if you think about it, like 50 bucks, like, okay, oh my God, like most of us do like, oh, gonna, I'm not going to spend 50 bucks on it because it's too much money. But if you think about it from the point of view, when you go out with your friends for a dinner, you're going to spend that much in one dinner and not even think twice about it. I'll spend that much at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like you could spend that much on one meal and then some people are like, oh, I don't want to spend that much money on that the equipment part. But think, if you're going to spend that much money on equipment, that's going to last you longer as compared to when you eat a meal within 24 hours is out of your system then, you know, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, at least my, to- first, my first microphone was, I spent $10 on it at the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Just a little... A newer microphone and it came with a little stand on it and I probably spent three four days just me and my son I got him involved getting right. used to talking into it and we would just kind of have little conversations just so I could get comfortable talking into it and I know audio uh, editors will kill me for this but don't spend a lot of money when you're first starting out on worrying about your editing program Right. Just use one of the free ones just to get used to the idea of it. Like, which one would you recommend? I was going to get to that. That was that was going to be my next question. Like, which one do you recommend? Like, people who just starting off, like, hey, I spent the fifty bucks on this mic. I don't want to spend any more money. (laughs) So I did um, Audacity. Okay. I downloaded that. Kind of have to go through the hoops and bells to get it all to work right, but it has really good tutorials. And I've honestly, I've played with other ones that cost far more and I can do everything I want on audacity. It costs me a few hours of time to figure it out sometimes, mm-hmm. but it, it works perfect for me. And then, yeah, just kind of stay within your budget. Don't break your budget on anything starting us out. Right. So 50 bucks, that's all you need to get it started and you can rock and roll and try to help 
a lot of people out there. And like Mitch said, there's a lot of marketing tip in here. If you're not like a digital person, you can literally physically go to someone's business, say, hey, I want to. I'm a podcaster, I record stuff, I want to promote your business, and then let's have a conversation. And yeah. like we said, more than likely, they will let you do it. And then there you go, you got your content. So any other tips and secrets or whatever that you would like to share, Mitch, before we close this thing out? Yeah, no, um, just have fun with it, guys. That's the biggest thing. You're not going to become the next Mark Zuckerberg overnight millionaire. Don't set out with it to be that. Just have fun with it. Find a topic that you can have fun with and you're passionate about and just hit record and start talking. That's the biggest way you get to do it. Don't worry about getting dragged down into, oh, I only have 20 downloads this week. I've been live for two months. I got 40 and I'm on top of the world because that's 40 people that's at least took 20 minutes out of their day to listen to me talk. Yeah, exactly. So just – have fun and enjoy it while you can. It, you already spent the 50 bucks to get the equipment you need. Have Enjoy it. Right, exactly. So where can people find out more about you? Is there a website or anything else that you want to share with them where they can get more in touch with you? Like, hey, I love Mitch. I want to talk more about talk more about to him or learn more about him. Where can they find this information? Yeah, so I, I have uh, Facebook is my most active social media. It's 49th Meal Podcast on Facebook. And I my shows are on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher right now. I'm just submitting to all the other ones. Um, and if you look up podserve.fm, that's my, that's my host. And I have a little website on there that kind of explains a little bit about me. But the best way to stay in touch is Facebook. Okay. Just a 49th Meal Podcast. All right. And I will definitely put all those links in the show notes for you. So once again, Mitch, thank you so much for taking the time in your busy schedule talking to me by more specifically helping the people who are listening. I really appreciate it. I know everybody who is listening, they will appreciate it. And I know they will appreciate it more because the extra step you go by recording your podcast because you're so dedicated. You're like, you all for this. I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was enjoyable. And I hope at least inspired one person just to jump in and go for it. Awesome, man. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right.